Sundays, but uh, you know we got we got something special for y'all. We very got, very special. Um, you know, typical people here. You know, I'm probably tired of hearing hearing us, but co-host here, Marshall Hamilton, o'clock in the podcast. Co-host Austin Hamilton, aka A Ham. You got a, you got another aka for me? Aka A Smooth. Okay, okay, I'll take that. Okay. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> amen. Amen. Yo, that's a new one. I like hey, that. Amen. I like dope. that. I like that. I like amen. that. <laughs> so I'll let you introduce our guests, man. Y'all are technically, you know what I'm saying, colleagues. Yeah, yeah, um, technically. Technically. Um yeah, this this is a special one, man. For for a lot of reasons. Yep. Um one, you know, she's just a, a, a dope, genuine person, first and foremost. Um I, I had the pleasure of meeting her when I was in college, mm-hmm. um, you know, Same. back back at uh, at Elon and you know when we were at Ferrum. Um, so it's been it's been you know a, a joy to just see her development and her uh, her rise to fame and success. Um, but like I said, man, it's you know she's a real genuine person. Um, you know she's about impact. She's about unity. It's what we preach. Um, so without further ado. You know, we got Jennifer Kane clocking in with us, man. In the building. Yes, sir. What up, what up? Yes, sir. I'm here. We got her here finally. We got her, man. <laughs> we got her here. You know, she's a popular demand, you know. Man, what? Finally got her here. She's been on the press run, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, before we get into, into some stuff, make sure you um, subscribe to the pod through Anchor. Um, you know, if it's in your heart, donate, you know, we, we feel like we've gotten better and better each episode, each season. And a lot of it has to do with, y- with y'all support, yeah. um, share it, 
give us feedback. Um, follow the IG. It's at Clock In Pod. Um, Facebook is Clock In The Podcast. And uh, YouTube, it should be the same thing. So Then the merch. The, the merch. merch ClockInApparel.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, we, we got some stuff coming for the spring and summer, so that's a new y'all, uh, y'all stay tuned to that new swag for y'all. But yeah, man, it's um, it's this is this is a great time to just I feel like connect, reconnect. It's been I, I, let's see, probably like six Christmas? or seven months. Did you come by Christmas or was I know you came by in the uh, summer? Yeah, I came by for a little cookout. Yeah, that was, that was lit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You yeah, come by for it's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. When the, when the food is there, you definitely been there. <laughs> 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 hey, look, Marva Cook. Hey, Marva I don't blame Cook. you. I don't blame <laughs> you. I don't blame you. So I figured we could start with the family connection because you you met our oldest brother um, Walter first, and then um, you know I met you in college, and the same with Austin. So I figured you can kind of start with. How did you even meet the Hamiltons? Yeah. Um, and kind of how, you, <laughs> yeah. how we all kind of got to know each other over time. Yeah, I started uh, coaching with Walt uh, at Greensboro, Greensboro College. Man, yes, him sir. were both assistants. And, yes, sir. Um, you know, I, I kind of knew him before just because he was coaching AAU ball, so I had seen him out and about. Um, but, yeah, he, he got on staff, and, you know, he was like a brother to me, man. We we had good times. He on knew a bunch of games. Doing. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt, man. No doubt. Uh, Walt, Walt was born to coach, yes. so I'm glad that um, uh, he he got the opportunity. And, and back when when I met you, you had dreads back then. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I remember seeing y'all on uh, on the sideline. And for those who don't know, um, so they both coached at Greensboro College, as you said. They were in my conference, so they coached the women's team, um, and obviously I, I played for the men's team. But uh, I played Greensboro twice a year. Yep. And uh, what was your record? Against each other, the way. Against so, we were. All right, I'll say this: they got the last laugh, right? So they ended my career technically. We lost, them, we, lost them, <laughs> we, we lost to them. We lost to them senior That's tough, year. Man. That's yeah, tough. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, That's they, tough. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's, a, it's a sore topic. Yeah. Um, but I think my record. Let's see. We we split. Um, we split my freshman year, and then we swept them. My sophomore year, um, split junior year, and then we uh, went two and one. So it was even for the most part. Nah, we I, only we, I lost them three times. So I okay, won once. So let's see, one, two, let's see, one, three, four. I was like six and three against them. Yeah, mm. that one was crushing. That one yeah. was <laughs> that one, that's time three right now. Yeah, so yeah, that, was even. that one was so tough. even. Um, nah, that one was tough, but. Whenever we played at Greensboro, at Greensboro, like at their gym, the game went into overtime or like it went, it went to the last Always session every time. Always great games. I remember those, man. Man, them, first of all, that small gym, man. <laughs> you sit on the bench and your your feet are on the sideline. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Fans the corner three-point line is this is this big. <laughs> so you couldn't shoot corner three, but the fans was on you. Fans, it felt like he was playing in church, church gym. <laughs> um... The locker, you know, D three man, the facilities aren't, aren't that great, but um, yeah, shout out to Greensboro College, man. Yeah, They're sure. actually supposed to come, Coach Randy, man. Rest yeah, the rest is Randy Toby. Um, what's the what's the men's coach's name? He got a crazy last name, like Polish name or something. 
Uh, it's a new guy now. Oh, Galuski went to. Uh, he's now at Florida. He's in. Uh, oh wow! I forget the name of the school. Eckert. He's okay. the head coach at Eckert now. The D two. Galuski was cool, man. He was supposed yeah. to come watch me play open gym my senior year, and then a hurricane came. Oh my goodness! So um, I could honestly, I, I may have went there <laughs> if that visit happened. Yeah. Because Walt was there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, a lot of battles against Greensboro, mm -hmm. and, and all used, so Ferrum and Greensboro games used to be. Competitive, and then when y'all got there, you and Walt mm -hmm. changed the culture. It changed, man. yeah, everything changed. Yeah, everything changed. changed. So, um, so yeah, man, and then and then uh, we met you more formally. I feel like when you got to the DMV. So I wanted to ask, like, how do you like this area? Because I know you're from the Greensboro, North Carolina area. Mm -hmm. um, but how do you like the DMV? Oh, I love it. I love. It. I've always liked this area. You know, yeah. you get that warm feeling when you're in the DMV area, yeah. just with all the culture and the. The food's so good, you know. The brunch scene is unmatched. Right, of course. But um, you know, I'm glad that we kind of look like on the other side of COVID, so I can actually get out and really enjoy it now. So mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it until you know life is over in July and we uh, start back. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. What uh, what's your favorite spot so far? You been to like? Have you been to like the Ben's Chili Bowls? Yeah, I hit some of the spots like that before I like got here because yeah, I was okay. here before. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if I have a favorite spot yet. Um, but I've, I mean, it hasn't been anywhere I hadn't like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so exactly. It's been yeah. good. Yeah. Now that brunch scene different, man. Yeah. That brunch scene <laughs> different. So I feel like you brought some North Carolina up here with you, right? Because, um, there's never been a Bojangles anywhere near Northern Virginia. <laughs> Yo. And then now there's a Bojangles. It is. All right. And Sterling. Yeah. That joint county is you. Yeah. I haven't been yet. That joint is jumping now. every single day. <laughs> Have you have you like have you been in the area? Nah, yet? I haven't been yet. Son, like I've been I've been because I go to Costco all yeah, the time. Yeah, I was at I went to Costco. Like the, the line is backed <laughs> up stupid. every single. I'm like yeah. dog, like it, it'd be like it'd be like two o'clock. Like I need to be in work right? yeah. at the crib. Like yeah. I'm sure I got a teams meeting or something. Right, like right, 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 right. Nah, and it's still they jumping. got Sterling itching. <laughs> nah, for real, for real. Man, I, I give Jennifer the credit. So now now <laughs> you're responsible for bringing. Uh, uh, a championship cookout <laughs> a championship first yeah. a championship but, but you gotta you gotta get cookout here uh, yeah. cookout be clutch you gotta get Man. Waffle House here yeah and the real North Carolinians uh, know about Biscuitville Biscuitville yeah. you gotta get Biscuitville up here Man, um, those are legendary. That's the one. Thing, that's the one thing about North Carolina, dog. The food is crazy. What's crazy? See, we too bougie up here, man. Like we don't really have like like Popeyes is like. Like, oh, that's like the unhealthy. Yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we, I, that's the thing I love about, like, the South, man. They got, like, Zaxby's. They, they brought Zaxby's here, like, two years ago. Absolutely. Where's that um, at again? Uh, South Riding okay. area. Okay, I haven't even seen it. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of in the cut. It's on, okay. like, the other side of Loudoun County. Um, and then Cracker Bro got here, like, like five years ago and we had a, we talked about Cracker Bro last episode uh, yeah. <laughs> the vibe I don't know it's a real confederate I know, in there, in there. I, know. I like I kind of like the food but it's, it's kind of sus yeah 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 it, <laughs> you start looking around right, right. Right. <laughs> yeah so um but, but yeah you, you brought some of that southern uh, that's something cuisine to the DMV. Do, do you uh, do you miss the Charlotte area? I love Charlotte. Oh, I love Charlotte. Like too. I like yeah. that's where I would want to move. Yeah, love Charlotte. Small yeah. town, you know. You still get the culture. A lot of young professionals. Weather's nice. Food's good. And I got like a lot of my teammates live out there, mm -hmm. so I try to visit every year. Yeah. Um, but yes, Charlotte always got a special place in my Absolutely. heart. Absolutely, that's the crazy thing about Charlotte. Though it's like. 
it feels like a southern like town but low key it's like the 12th biggest city in the country now. yeah like it's growing crazy but it's like still feels like yeah like home so yeah, yeah i definitely miss charlotte yeah. i gotta get down there i went to carowinds you once. never been to charlotte man so uh in college they took a like bus of people to go to carowinds <laughs> wait in college perfect attendance y'all went on the like the like the uh the band like field trip to Williamsburg you remember that Wait, one? that's exactly what it was like <laughs> so Jennifer you've been to Ferrum ain't nothing in Ferrum alright there's nothing out there nothing. so it was yeah. my senior year too I'll never forget man we had to sign up at the student center um, and all my boys was going they're like yeah let's go to Carolyn's First, um, you got a student center, you know there's some black people there. Yeah, 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 like the park. Hey, Eli, we, we had those students. That's right, was a freaking Char Pavilion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fancy name. Yeah. The daughter name. Right, exactly. Student, we had the student center. Um, <laughs> what was it called in the Parkers? <laughs> what, the, the school? Yeah. Or the, it was like Southwest Tech or something. Yeah. <laughs> Southwest LA Tech commuter. I don't know, uh, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we went, I, we went to Carowinds. Um, in which is like on the it's literally like Charlotte, uh, Charlotte, and then I think it's technically in South Carolina. Yeah, it like splits uh, the states. Yeah, it's like yeah. right on the border. It was yep. dope, but I haven't spent time in Charlotte. Yeah, you gotta go, man. I heard like for the millennials, like you were saying, it's up and yeah. coming. Young professionals. Um, yeah. It's it's they're they're building up a lot, you know. So I gotta definitely go down there. Um, how do you feel about Go-Go? You know, that, that's something that I know... <laughs> you probably rock with Go-Go. I, I, I rock with I was yeah, going to say, because you, you probably been to T's Homecoming a bunch. <laughs> of course. And I know that, you know, uh, like Backyard would, would show up. And, and usually every year there's a Go-Go band. So since you're you're acclimated to the DMV, there are a lot of people who, like, man, I don't really rock with Go-Go. Right, and they yeah. An hour away, Especially so. in the South, like... Go-Go don't really get a lot of love, but for nah. me, like, I have family here, so growing okay. up, I would be here sometimes in the summer, so yeah, I would hear right. Go-Go, so I knew what Go-Go was, yeah. so, you know, like, in college, you at, you out at the club, and they play Go-Go, people are like, yeah. what's this? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, hey! Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but. I remember I went to, um, I was, it was my freshman year, it's like the only time I was able, ever able to do something at A&T's homecoming, and we were at, um, Green Street, mm-hmm. and while they pulled up, and uh, you know, he, of course, he had Trey with him, and he performed "Sexy Lady," and I'm like the only one going crazy, and I'm just like, "Yo, how do y'all not know this song?" Yeah. But yeah, man, "Sexy Lady" overnight scenario. Yeah, it's a um, classic. Yeah, he, he, most people from like other parts of the country have at least heard of Chuck yeah. Brown. Chuck, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, I had to ask a go-go question. Yeah, no, I, I like go-go, man. I do. <laughs> I mean, a lot of music is like. I mean, the joint we just listened to with Nipsey, all with uh, Nipsey and Jay Z. It feels like yeah, yeah, like had a go-go that's, drum. That's a go-go drum, yeah. you know. It's, it's heavy percussion based, so a lot of you know a lot of rap, um, you know, incorporates go-go. Yeah, nah, we, you know, we've always. I mean, our intro, our intro was go-go. It has a go-go. <laughs> yeah, now we've always, we've always appreciated go-go, um, but it's just even in, even in parts of Virginia, like. Once you get past Fredericksburg, they don't really... It's hit or miss. Yeah, but let's yeah. be real. I mean, once you get past Fredericksburg, that's like the South. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fredericksburg like, is the South, yeah. yeah. So this like... Northern Virginia is like its own state. Yeah. And then you got the rest of Virginia. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, shout out, shout out to Go Go. All right, so last time we were all together, all right, it was at a cookout in the summertime. And, uh, <laughs> uh, there is, there is, there is some beef that came out of that. I didn't know. Well, this, I didn't know yeah. this episode was gonna happen. Now I'm, I'm, I'm hyping, but um, the beef wasn't between. You know, between me and it's, it wasn't B. Yeah, I'm joking. I'm we just joking. we just had a little, you know, intense uh, exchange exchanges. Um, hey, what was it about, man? Tell the people. So okay, let me let me preface by this. I'm I'm big Jay Z fan. I love Jay Z. I think he's the best rapper of all time. But on the other side, I think Drake is close. I think he's close. So from a from a lyrical perspective or from a hits perspective, I, I, well, I feel like it was about hits. No, it was it was just about like okay, as an artist. Yeah, as an artist, but you know this was during the time where the verses like first got started, so it was a hot topic. So I'm like, yo, like that Drake Hove verses. This this is verbatim what I said. I was like, it's not gonna be as as freaking clear as y'all think. Like Drake got bars, he got hits, like. It's just not going to be, uh, you know, a clear, a clear, uh, easy win, easy win. And of course, you know, there's a couple, couple Jay-Z heads, <laughs> Jennifer being one and my brother, Walt, uh, and I forgot the other dude's name, um, but it was three. Yeah, it was three against one. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we had some music playing and Jennifer <laughs> and, and Walt, they're just, they're just playing Jay-Z after Jay-Z. And it's like I said, it's just me. So I have, I have. There's no ammo uh, on my side. They know all the lyrics. They know yeah. all the lyrics. And they're, rap- they're rapping in my whoa, face. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like, man, Drake can't, Drake can't touch him. And I'm like, all right, let me get the aux. I play some Drake. Y'all over there just like this. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Like, it's like a freestyle battle. Yeah. Where, like, the, whoever hikes when it, the, the person. First, yeah, when it's in their hood, it. when it's in their hood, they're going to go for the, you know, yeah, the yeah. dude that's from their hood. Um... But yeah, I mean, like I, I still, I still stand by what I said. I think, I think Drake, uh, you know, I think it'd be a good matchup. Any, any thoughts? Oh, I mean, my feelings haven't changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, yeah, so like a fourth or fifth round knockout. So, so, <laughs> fourth or fifth. so, so do, do y'all think this is more generational? You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, uh, or is yeah, it like- I, I mean, but. I compare I compare like Jay Z fans, similar to like Kobe fans, like Kobe fans are diehard Kobe fans. Like if you say anything about Kobe or you say LeBron's better than Kobe, cause that's actually a fair comparison. So Drake is LeBron. Yeah. I, I, okay. Well, Jay Z's Jordan. Jay Z's Jordan. Jay Z's Jordan. <laughs> but anytime somebody Wayne is like Kobe, I feel like Lil Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Is Kobe. Any anytime you try to say, man, Bron got Jordan. Especially if you grew up in the Jordan era, of course they're gonna be like, "You're crazy." So yeah. I, that's that's pretty much what what it was like. But I think I think Drake 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 is just he's Drake as an joints, artist he just, he as an artist. I see what you're saying as a rapper, like as just a flat out rapper because Drake is so versatile. You know what I'm saying? Like Jay Z is, is in his he's in his one lane. Yeah, he's a master of that lane. Yeah. Um, Drake, you can just put him on any song and he'll, no matter the genre, yeah, he'll, he'll, go he'll, he'll go crazy on it. But yeah, man, I feel like um, that's a tough one. We got to come up with like a 
a bracket, like yeah. a, like a like who like Drake is the number two seed. Yep. You know what I'm saying in the in the North region. Well, Drake would be a one seed. Come on. Yeah, he would be a one yeah. seed. It's, be, a, yeah. it's a real bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Get a one. J J one Drake one Pac one Pac, Biggie B. one. Are you a, a Tupac or Biggie? I like Big, but I mean I rock with Pac too. Yeah. But I'm definitely more Big. Big yeah. is different. Yeah. Big was different. Yeah, I listen to way more Big. Do you, do you got some tracks? You got some some tracks ready? I don't. I don't. Okay, I don't want to say we, not, we, can, we can have. I'm not trying to get sued by by Drizzy or somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. <laughs> good point. Good point. Good point. But yeah, you know, we'll have to we'll have to run that back. I'm, I'm gonna have some uh, some Drake some Drake supporters with me, so it can be a little different. So we're trying to have. You know, what would be funny because we're actually trying to plan like a like an event um, where we just whether it's outside or at, at a venue. Um, like a, a live show it's like a thing. live podcast show like they do on like the NBA finals the yeah. first take goes yeah. to um, they're going to LA going to going to LA this year you okay. know because the Lakers going to be in the Cause finals because LeBron going to be the Lakers <laughs> now the, it's, LeBron's going to be a participant okay <laughs> a participant he'll be a participant because he's on the Lakers Anyways, we're gonna try to have a live show. It would be funny. Probably I'm a LeBron guy. It would, yeah. it would be funny if, if y'all did like a versus live. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can make it happen. Yeah, y'all did a versus live. Um, uh, that's funny. Something that we talked about, I think it was, um, it was two episodes ago. So episode 39. Um, you know, you're you're a, a, a woman in a male-dominated sport, right? Uh, so. You know the WNBA pay gap compared to the NBA has been a hot topic, right? Um, so we have our perspective uh, on on why that is, but you know we wanted to wanted I just personally wanted to hear like what your thoughts are on um, you know what's going on with the WNBA salaries and how you feel about it, and you know what what's the solution that you think would would work, right? Yeah, to, to help help with that. It's tough, man. I mean, I think with the new um, CBA that they have, they're obviously getting paid what they're you know like a the nice. Market. They're yeah, they're making yeah. like six figures now, right? And you know their housing's paid for typically, and sometimes they get cars. So, um, I think now you know I think it's it's definitely um, it's good to see them. I and mean, it's not fair for them to be making you know forty thousand dollars and have to go play somewhere else in the yeah. off season like yeah. they're professionals yeah. right. you know so now they they at least have the option that they don't have to go play somewhere in the off season if they don't want to because they can make enough money here mm -hmm. to support themselves and, and like i said during the season they're taking care of housing and mm -hmm. vehicles so those are big expenses that they don't have to worry about right. so um i think it, it's it's good where they are now i mean ultimately obviously you want to keep making more and more mm -hmm. but that comes with you know bigger tv deals and, yep. and things like that as well so exactly. um i think you know with the the new cba that they have now you know they're making a nice amount to be professional athletes and mm -hmm. there are plenty of professional athletes in this country male and female who don't make a lot of money you know right. i was one of them at one point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i wasn't making jack yeah so i mean it's, it's cool right now to, to see them doing that. i think you know they're they're getting bigger and bigger like mm -hmm. more and more players are becoming more household names now like you know with, exactly right with their yeah. new their new releases of their new jerseys the jerseys are crazy they're fire so gotta, i mean like crazy yeah that's what it's all crazy. about yeah it's, it's stuff like that yeah i think for me like I mean, I agree wholeheartedly. It it just comes down to like, 
who, for who I see complaining about it the most, you know, obviously is like, you know, woman. And I just, I'm just like, yo, like I, I know you, you don't even watch the WNBA <laughs> and you're a part of the problem. Yeah. Like we all know the more eyes on the WNBA games, the more revenue they receive. Mm -hmm. So like y'all need to be, put your money where your mouth is and actually watch the sport and support the, the yeah. sport. Like, like March, buy a jersey. Yeah. yeah. And I, and look, I said this last, last time we talked about it. I didn't buy the jersey to be like, well, I'm a feminist. I like, I saw it on Instagram. And I'm like, yo, this joint is tough. Yeah. <laughs> like fashion yeah. wise. But yeah. I mean, because I, because of that, it's like, well, I actually helped generate some revenue for, yeah. for the league, you know? So, um, and there's a stat that I think, and I think it's accurate that more men watch the WNBA than women. Just because more men watch basketball. Yeah. Now I don't. I have to. Re, I have to relook into that. Um, but I think our our thing was it's become at least in, when it comes to WNBA it's versus become, NBA, yeah. it, it's become a well because they're men they get paid more. In other <laughs> industries, I I think that is true sometimes, right? And I Absolutely. And, and 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 like I gave the example, you know, in corporate America, like if a VP of HR gets hired. You know, let's say it's a man, they make 200K, a woman gets hired, same role, same company, um, and she gets paid 150, like, that's an issue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I, I feel like, we talked about how it's more of an economic thing versus a gender inequality thing. Yeah. Um, now, with the women's soccer team, to me, that's, they have more of, like, a valid argument when it comes to the gender inequality Absolutely. because the men suck. Yeah, <laughs> let's be real. The yeah, women's just, soccer team was so much they're cold. better. <laughs> they're cold. They're cold. We didn't so. even make the Olympics, did we? Trash. <laughs> yeah, that's Olympics, almost embarrassing. <laughs> like, yeah. I rock with them, but like, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I do understand because, I mean, think about it. In this country, soccer isn't, you know, one of the most popular sports, right? And our best athletes play what? Football or basketball, yeah. typically, yeah. Um, and you know, it, it starts at the grassroots level, right? Like, you know, when you go, you know, I spent some time in England. These kids are in academies yeah. at like the whole five. System, it's different. Yeah. How it's yeah, they don't go to college. There's no college. no yeah. no. They don't go to college. Like yeah. freaking uh, Lionel Messi, Barcelona had the rights to his son, like when he was born. That's kind of like that's crazy. <laughs> that's kind of. Uh, it sounds weird. It sounded worse than I know. It yeah. is crazy. It just sounded weird. Like they have their they own his son. I don't. I don't know. It just. Yeah. It, I mean, it's good for him because it's like well, he, he's gonna get this money. That's how they do it. Man. Um, this is when I heard that the way the way it sounded like oh, that sounds kind of yeah. Different. It sound it don't sound <laughs> it doesn't sound right. But you get it. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel it. I Just in it. case he's like his brother. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah. like when you see like you know. A uh, little Bronny getting offered when he's like nine yeah. <laughs> by Duke or somebody. Yeah. But I mean that's that's just a part of the sport, man. No doubt, no doubt. Well, um, let's get into some some real topics. Um, you know, we've we've spoken a, a good amount, but I haven't spent a ton of time around you, right? Right. So I'd love to just kind of start with like your journey, just who you are, like your background. Um, you know, obviously, I yeah, a lot of people can Google. Who you, but like, what are some things that, um, you know, people maybe don't know about you and your journey that, uh, you know, 
that that isn't Google, you know, Googleable or yeah. searchable. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's, it was such a crazy journey, man. I mean, it was like, <laughs> you know, you think your journey's going to go straight, and it was like this. Yeah. You know, it was all over the place. So, um, I mean, I coached college basketball for nine years, and um, when I first started coaching, I was a volunteer assistant. So I was a police officer as well, like, leading double life. I felt like I was leading a double what, life. What like, was that, doing that? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I worked, I worked in the hood. So, you know, we got yeah. it in. It was crazy. So... I was doing that and then going to practice, like, you know, literally like a double life. But, That's crazy. So um, I'm sure you saw some stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was bad potentially where I worked. like, shake you up. And yeah. You just All go. the time. I mean, you see stuff you can't, you can't unsee. Yeah. You know? but, now, were um, you in the city of Greensboro? Or? I was in High Point. Oh, mm-hmm. High Point, I heard yeah. it was, yeah, there's it was some, worse. There's some areas. Yeah, it was. Depending. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. the campus is dope. Right. It's real nice. High Point is definitely one of those, like... Some areas so, yeah, it just depends where you are. Okay. You know, like the south side of High Point is not the best. Um, I don't know if the south side of anywhere that's that's nice. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know any south sides <laughs> that are right. nice. That's fact. Yeah. But yeah, so we, we got it in. But, um, you know, I was coaching basketball. I started playing football um, and also coaching football, like middle school level. So I was doing just a lot. Like Jeez, I was just busy all the time. But I always love football. You play softball too, right? Yeah, yeah, I play basketball and softball in college. Wow. So and where at? Cause I go for college in, in Greensboro. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had you know the opportunity to go to bigger schools, but neither one of them really wanted me to play both. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Guilford had a great visit. Like they made it work <laughs> financially, yeah. so I was like, I'll just go there. Yep. Like I, I wasn't caught up in going like D one. I didn't care. Like I could have went D one basketball. I could have went. Can, D1 can you can you touch on that because especially at this age, mm-hmm. so many kids are so focused on. I gotta go Division one. I gotta go Division one. No, like go where they want you. Yeah. Go where you can be you. Can you can you yeah. just touch on that? Yeah, like, for your sure. Like I I think you know I I was one of those kids at first. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I also want to go to a D1 school. Like, I was, you know, the bigger schools that were recruiting me, like, those are the ones that were getting my attention because they were bigger schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then when I started going on some of the visits, it's like, this sucks. Like, I don't, <laughs> don't want to be here. Like, yeah. this is, it's not worth it. Like, I don't want to come here just to be here and play for this name. And then when I went to Guilford, um, it was just like, the visit was great. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like this is where I should be. Like, yeah. the people were cool. I knew I could go in like like I started all four years yep. and had a really good career, and I mean that's why I did it. Like yeah. I didn't get caught up in the names and and all that kind of stuff because you gotta realize like how you feel on your visit is so important. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and don't get caught up in all the lights and stuff, the photo shoots that they're doing now oh and all the God. extra that's stuff. That's crazy. Like now. it's not going to be like that when you get there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, know? you got a you got a full freaking photo gallery oh yeah you take a right yeah. and that's i mean i worked in college football it was the same thing these yeah. kids come we're doing photo shoots i'm like okay yeah. when i was a head coach we didn't do anything <laughs> right, so right, right. i was like i hung their jersey up in the locker <laughs> and i was like i mean when you get here you can put it on yeah. 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 you gotta earn that yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh, you gotta commit you gotta ring on that's first. exactly yeah, how i, I felt that. but that was my thoughts on that so i mean and i was happy i had a great career guilford i was happy great four years so mm-hmm. i mean i think it was a great decision for me to make so yeah. i mean if you can make it work you know go where you're happy even if it's d1 d2 d3 there's yeah. great sports the at all levels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no doubt yeah because you know I, I mean i i had the opportunity to play division one but like sometimes i can't even lie like when i look back on it i'm like you know maybe if i went to a a, a d2 and was able to be me, you know, mm-hmm. throughout. 
Who knows what my opportunities exactly. would look like? Yeah. You know, I mean, you see it all the time, guys, at the D2 level, D3, NAIA, still getting opportunities to play If pro. you can play like that, they'll find Yeah. Find I mean, I had a guy at Gilbert. Exactly. I went to, I, we were there together. He played, you know, in the G League. He got some NBA looks. Now he yes. works for the Suns. Like, that's what it, got, it gave him, you know? What was, yeah. it, what was his name? Ben Strong. Yeah, you know him? He was a post. He was Yo, a year okay. graduate. Uh, it was a minute, was probably it like, like 08. Okay, okay, I was going to say. So, yeah. it's funny, my freshman year at Elon, we went down to uh, to Guilford to scrimmage yeah. against our guys because we didn't have enough um, people at Elon to have pickup runs. And, uh, yeah, we go to Gilbert, uh, uh, Guilford, and I'm thinking, all right, these D3 dudes, like, it's about to be easy work. <laughs> and I, I held my own, but yeah. we had a big on our team. Who was getting killed <laughs> by someone uh, from yeah. Guilford? It may have been Tyler. Yeah, maybe it was either Ben but, or but Tyler. That's, I mean, yeah. but like when I was there and like the years after I left, the men's team was going to like Final Fours. Yeah, they were like, nice. Yeah, they were nice. Yeah. So my first scrimmage ever in college, like playing against another team, was against Guilford, right? And um, you know, I, I'm, I'm from here, and I think I said this on this episode. No disrespect, but like. Like the 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 predominantly white teams out here, they're running flex offense. There's none of this. There's none of this, right? So um, I was I was like the sixth man off the bench, backup point guard my freshman year. So I go in the game, right? And Guilford's team was it looked like they they were kind of like a D three Davidson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. they had like yeah. they're That's predominantly white. They had like two black players, usually athletes, a- athletic four, hustle for yeah, four mm-hmm. men. Um, so I get in the game. There's a guy named uh, Clay Henson, I think. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, like Matt Bonner. Bonner. Yep. Clay was the like Clay like ran the one. Bonner. You got you got you're a, a shooter. You're a shooter. <laughs> you got a rap. So so Clay ran the one right, and he he sees me. He bops you on the left wing. Hits me with a cross. Hesitation. I'm right here. Wop. <laughs> and then he comes back clock and, and jakes me. Are you going to clock in? You going to wait, wait, wait. You going to clock me in like but that? There are others who we're not really putting time in. We're not putting the work in. You know, we're it's not my dad, right? In so that we can do what God is calling us to do. God didn't call me. Yeah, that, that, day. Day. that day, I wasn't called to play defense. I didn't clock in enough. Cause, um, and you know how it is when you play like Division Three. Or coach division three, I should say. Well, play and coach division three. Look at these rosters, and these there's people from like middle of nowhere Virginia, yeah. middle of nowhere North Carolina. Mm-hmm. They're a single A school, and you're and I'm coming from like you know big time Northern Virginia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, I'm not worried. He did it again, Jennifer. <laughs> And that's when I re- literally I said to myself, I said, "These white boys are different. <laughs> it's a different kind of white boy." Right. And that was the year they went to the, uh, I think the final four because Tyler yeah. Sanborn, who yeah. coaches Ferrum now, yeah. um, he was a senior. He was like, I don't know if he was player of the year. Um, he was first team All American. He played um, with the Lakers summer league team. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a mob that year, but, but anyways, um, it, all that to say, like. There's talent like, at every there's level. There's talent everywhere. Every, fit, every fit level, matters. Every level. Fit yeah. matters. And what I what I realized when I got to college um, is this is how you know women are, are smarter than men. <laughs> Seriously, because Ferrum, there'd be girls at Ferrum, and I'm like, yo, you could you could have played Division two, And they would say, like, I had other looks. Yeah. But they're like, well, I didn't like the campus. I didn't really like the teachers. You know, um, they didn't have my major. 
guys, it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't what level. Matter. They think they're going to the league. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's they, they don't care about any of that stuff. <laughs> but y'all watch um uh what's this one on Netflix called? Last Chance You. Last Chance You. All them all them think they're going to they the league. They think they're going <laughs> to the league. <laughs> so, um did you ever have any like WNBA aspirations or anything like that? Not really. Like okay. I had the opportunity. I, I went to Australia and played mm-hmm. a little bit and like I was cool. Like I didn't really never I mean I was okay with with not going to the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Like if it happened, it happened. If not, it didn't happen. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, looking back, I was I'm fine with it. Like I I probably could have tried harder to get there, or I mean I definitely could have had a professional career. I could have yeah. stayed in Australia. Right. I, I had offers at other places, but like it was like whatever to me. Like yeah. going to the league was never like my goal yeah. or dream. Who uh, yeah. would you say you uh, you played like? Like who's yeah. your game like? Oh my goodness. Um. I'm trying to think of people that's like playing now. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. It yeah, could be. Um. You know. I mean, I was a scorer, so like okay. that's what they needed me to do. Like I went into Guilford as a point guard, yeah. and then they moved me to the wing, and like I needed to score. That was my role. So, so you was getting buckets. Yeah. And what then was, what was your highest? Uh, Highest uh, scoring game in college. Yeah. Um, I think I had thirty six points, but like my senior year, like my senior year though, I had to score going, or yeah, we didn't have a go, chance. Yeah, you go. So going. I averaged like twenty three points a game my senior year, but yeah. I had to average twenty three points. That's tough. Game. Like that's yeah, tough. But I had to. Like, so yeah, but I mean that's that's what I did. I scored the ball. So he, you know, I think I was kind of a Tarasi type. Like I wasn't, okay. I wasn't okay. a point guard, but I was like just, I was a bigger body. So. Yeah. You know, I can go. Like I went to the free throw line like eight to ten times a game. Exactly, like <laughs> you know? Harden. Yeah, so, but, but it was. I mean, that's just, that's what my team needed. Like yeah. they needed me to do that. So you yeah. you and uh you and Walt ever play like ones or? Nah, we played really? like noon ball. But we okay. never played one on one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Walt's big in the like shooting competitions. Yeah, so y'all yeah. probably did that. Yeah, for sure. Walt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Walker still shoot on the low. Walker, Walker, oh, yeah. Walker still plays. Yeah, Walker, Walker still, still shoot on the low. Yeah, don't sleep on it. I did want to ask though, because you mentioned law enforcement. I completely forgot. Yeah, that you were in law enforcement. Yeah. So, what made you want to get into law enforcement, especially mm-hmm. as you know, a black woman? Like, I don't know that many black women officers. I don't yeah. know that many women officers. <laughs> yeah. Or that I mean, there's more black men officers. You know. Uh, these days and even back in the day, but I don't know that many black women. Mm-hmm. So what made you go that route? So really, um, when I first got to college, I was a criminal justice major. Mm. Like I thought that's what I was going to do. And then I changed it to sport management. But, um, you know, I was out and the recruiting officer from High Point was a guy I'd known from back home. So we were cool. Yeah. So he just like hit me up <laughs> and see if I was interested. I was like, yeah, let's talk about it. So we talked about it. I felt good about it. And that was it. Started the application process. So it wasn't any like profound, like I always wanted to save people or anything. Oh, uh, no, no. It was just more so like my boy hit me up. Yeah, but I mean, it's an it, opportunity. Was, it was cool to, to be able to try to like help people and stuff. But, you yeah, know, mm-hmm. it was, it wasn't like anything crazy like that. Like, you know, this is what I've always wanted to do. Right. Like, really, nah, it. it wasn't like that. So, I, I can imagine you making a lot of connections like within a community, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you had, you know, a major impact on yeah. The people I mean, out I try, I try to be different, man. Like I worked in the hood, but I, like I would get out of my car and just walk around, like, yeah. Go play with the kids at the park, you know, like That's stay out, they out shooting. I'm gonna get some shots up, there, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it was stuff like that. So I tried to build a connection, you know, as much as I could. So that that mean I end up helping, you know, when you know in tough times, sometimes they would talk to you. 
uh, just because of that connection. Yeah. So. so when you see what's going on today with, you know, these police shootings, especially when they uh, happen to minorities, um, one of the things that we try to do is be objective and, and get the facts before mm -hmm. we make any decision on whether the officer was right or wrong or the, or the person who was shot was right or wrong. Do you ever feel, like, conflicted because you were an officer and you know that, like, you're trained to do certain things, but then you see, a, you know, someone who looks like you on the other mm -hmm. end of it. So how, hey, do you ever get that, that conflicted feeling or kind of what what goes on in your mind when you see stuff like that? Yeah, it's not really conflicted. It's just like I want to get the details. Like, that's always my first thing. Mm -hmm. I want to see video. I want to know the facts. And, I mean, sometimes it's like I don't know what else they could have done. And sometimes it's like I feel like they're dead wrong for that. Like, yeah, they could have right. done other things. So it just depends on the situation. They're all different. Yeah, and that's yeah, the yeah. thing. Like, that's one thing that I always talk to people about. Literally, like, every state's training is different. Mm. Like, there's no, like, universal training. So yeah. that's why you can see something happen somewhere and it happens this way. And then you see it somewhere else and it's different. Right. Because possibly they're trained differently. They're different people. So no situations are the same. You can't compare because yeah. it's all different. And yeah, there's different right. people mm -hmm. involved. You never know. You never know anybody. So, I mean, sometimes people are just dead wrong. And some people, it's like, I don't know. I probably did the same thing, you mm -hmm. know. So it's, I definitely see it from a different lens because right. i've been there at times you know luckily i didn't have to to like shoot anybody but it's come close yeah you know <laughs> so yeah you really you know you got to make a decision right right yeah. I, I was just curious especially with everything going on uh recently so i think we left off with um you, you started coaching basketball mm -hmm. and you were doing the officer thing mm -hmm. um and then, so then what happened next after, like, you know, what did you transition to next after that? Yeah, it was crazy. So um, I was at Greensboro, you know, we we're doing well. And, um, you know, around year probably six or seven, it's like, uh, you know, do I want to move on? What's mm -hmm. my next move? Because we're winning we're doing well. Yeah. At that time, I, I turned down, like, a couple of other jobs. Like, coaches reached out to me, mm. like, offering positions, like, pretty good jobs like and I just D1 turned schools them down. Or yeah. Schools? yeah yeah like That's D1 assistant jobs I turned them down because they didn't really feel good um and then I started interviewing for head coaching jobs and I turned a couple of those down <laughs> and then uh I got to interview at Johnson Wells University in Charlotte felt great um AD was cool great location it's right uptown Charlotte which mm -hmm. is downtown so I went there um and just you know it was a new program I had to change the culture change everything around and we're able to do that and you know, um, but when I got there, like year one, like in the middle of year one, uh, like Hidden Figures, that movie came out, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Yep. So I watched, I go to this movie, I'll go by myself, I'll never forget, I had an afternoon off, I went and watched the movie, and I'm watching it, it's like, yo, like this is crazy. Like even at that time, those ladies were so good that yep. like racism couldn't deny them. Like yeah. just because they were women, they couldn't deny them because they needed them. Man, so like I had message. it like changed my mindset on things and then like I find out that I'm like related to Katherine Johnson so it's wow. like it's like a feeling in me like yo oh, I, yeah. I'm here that's, for like to fate. do to do more so yeah, um, I started making connections in football and just reaching out to people and um, ultimately I got invited to the women's coaches forum in Florida through the NFL and that's where I met Coach Rivera and we we built a relationship and at this time my office is literally right beside the Panther facility like oh, literally geez. right beside it so I can hear practice and everything yeah, yeah. so I meet him just let him know who I am where I am and he invites me over to work at the mini camp the rookie mini camp it's mm -hmm. like two days so I'm super happy like I'm about to go over there be with them for two days two days turned into like four or five months so 
Uh, we built a great connection. You know, obviously they like what I brought to the table there. And then I went back and coached basketball. Uh, we ended up winning a national championship our second year, which wow. was nuts. Yeah. Wow. What? Yeah. So you like, won an Natty? Yeah. We won a national championship. So that, that following year, now, you know, I have an opportunity to possibly win another national championship. Like, you have a team that can win another championship. Um, but football is, like, pulling at me. So wow. I get an opportunity to go coach in the AAF in Arizona, and I just walk away from it all. Like, all everything national championships national coach of the year i just left like in the middle of the season i left in like december so obviously we we're playing right <coughs> wait now. you but left in the middle of the season i left that's when my job that's when the job was offered you know and i think our culture was built on like like really chasing opportunities and chasing goals so like yeah. our, my kids like they hated it but they understood it which yeah. is crazy for them to be that wow. mature because that's what we had preached. And yeah. I, it, I felt like my car got pulled. Because right, I, right, I, right, I had right, been yeah. telling them, like, this, this, this. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden, this is, you know, this is here for me. So I leave and go to Arizona. And, like, it was great. I learned a lot. League camp gets canceled, foes. So I come back. And it's like, okay, am I going to go back to basketball? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? Coach Rivera calls me. And I go back to the Panthers for another four or five months. And after that, I worked at Dartmouth. Um, so I was at Dartmouth for a season. Mm-hmm. Um, which was great to get that experience in the Ivy League. And then um, Coach had come here, and he called me and let me know he had a full-season internship for me. And uh, obviously I accepted it. And yeah. then, like, you know, about halfway through last season, he let me know I was going to come back and get promoted. So um, it's been crazy. Like, that's, it's, And that's, wow. like, the short version. It's yeah, like so yeah, much that man. happened. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's applause, been crazy. Man. That's, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's an unbelievable thing. <laughs> So when did you start coaching middle school football? Hey guys, thanks for clocking in with us and making it this far into the episode. We want to continue these episodes for as long as possible, but we might need your help. If you click on the description on each episode, you'll find a link that reads support this podcast. If you enjoy keeping up with us, click on that link and you can make a monthly donation. All right, you guys hear enough of me talking anyways, so let's get back into the episode. Yeah, I what started like, coaching. What year was that? Um, it was probably around like 08, 09, something like that. Yeah, I started coaching with some some of my teammates that I was playing with at the time um, in High Point, actually. Yeah. yeah. And the crazy thing about that last season, one of those guys is actually in the NFL now. We played against them. Huh. So it was like crazy. I think I've seen the pick. Yeah, yeah I've seen he the plays pick. for the Bengals, so we yeah. took a picture together. But it was wild, you know. But, yeah, I mean, so I've been coaching football for a long time. So I definitely didn't just, like, pop up. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's been, like, a long time coming. Now, who – go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, like, who – who ingrained, ingrained, like, the love of football? Yeah. Like, for It's my family, man. Like, yeah. my sister tells a story. When I'm, like, five years old, I go to, like, my first, like, high school game. Mm-hmm. I can't stop talking about it. <laughs> like, <she talks> about <laughs> it. like I, I just keep talking about it all the time. So, I guess it happened then, you wow. know. And then I would just sit and watch football with my dad. Yeah. So, it was. Did you have a favorite player growing up? Uh yeah, I mean I love Deion Sanders, Mike Vick, like those are my guys, man. Yeah, playmakers, always yeah. like playmakers. Have you had a chance to meet them yet? Uh, I met Mike Vick in the airport, like oh, randomly. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 I would love to. I would love to. Yeah, Vick, good, dude. Like good, good dude, good dude. Yeah. Va, va mm-hmm. rapping. Um, yeah, we we gotta get you to meet Deion, man. That'd be dope. Yeah, 
You know, he's doing his thing over at Jackson State. Yeah, I, gonna say. I love his video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're great. Y'all got me hyped. Y'all got me hyped. you hyped. Yeah. Hey, look, man. Yeah. We, we want to bring in dogs. <laughs> we want to bring in dogs, you know, and uh, we, we're going to play it. We're going to play the right way. Not Dion. He a fool. Man. Yeah, I think he's going to do great there. So, um, from the time that you started feeling this itch to, like, get back into football to the time... Coach Rivera calls you like how much time had gone bet- gone on between that? Um, it had been maybe a year or so because when I first, you know, started trying to get into football, um, it's just crazy. Like I was, I never forget. I don't know why I remember this story so vividly. I was in Atlanta recruiting actually, and you know, you're just kind of hanging out at the hotel before you go because the games start later. And uh, I had like I was at the JW Marriott Buckhead. I had like a high floor. <laughs> I'm just standing there, like looking at Open City. <laughs> like this is so like like a movie. Yeah. I'm literally like standing there looking at Open City, and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna hit up Sam Rappaport. She's like works for the NFL. She's okay. in charge of the women's forum. So I blindly sent her like an email. <laughs> she responds in like five minutes. Wow. So that started a connection, and she connected me with Scott Pioli, who was the assistant GM at the Falcons at the time. So he invited me down. So I went to the, the Falcons practice, hung out, and like that's when I knew that's like what I wanted to do. And I mean, he's still a mentor to this day. He's not the, he's not the one with the Falcons anymore. He's like he's on TV now. Yeah. But um, you know, me and him talk quite a bit. So, um, but then like literally went to the forum, met coach. So it was about a year later. Yeah. What I'm hearing like as a constant theme is, um, you you take action yeah, like, say, immediately. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> There's, people, no, there's no stopping. A lot of people yeah. have goals and, and dreams, um, and and some people they they take opportunities they maybe shouldn't because they're they're focused on the wrong thing, mm-hmm. right? Like your decision making was was based on fit and and feeling, um, passion. Whereas, um, passion and and where you can make an impact, mm-hmm. right? Because another thing I've seen is like Greensboro's women's team didn't win a conference tournament championship until you know you and Walt were there yeah right like you I, remember, I remember watching the game though I, I, I like got emotional because yeah um yeah we literally we had a game that day too and I'm watching on my laptop and uh yeah y'all won that joint man and I was like wow <laughs> yeah. I got emotional when I they sent me the video of yeah. the last like 10 yeah. seconds yeah. I mean knowing Walt's journey and because you know Walt didn't really get to play right. at a high level like yep. that and for him to work his way up and still do what he does and, and get a ship out of it. Like, that was special, man. Um, so, yeah, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah, so you, you went there. You go to, to the head coach position at Johnson C. Wells. You win a national championship there. And, you know, I'm not saying it's all because of you, but you go to the, the, the football team <laughs> yeah, and they make the playoffs. Hey, it's, on, been, but it's, it's been crazy, like, because I've won championships playing football. Coaching like everywhere I've been, we've won championship, which is insane. So the Super Bowl next, is like that, I mean, I'm old, <laughs> but, but it's just, I don't know. It's like when you learn how to win and you learn how to be successful, you just carry it over. And I'm yeah. not saying obviously it's not all because of me, but you just bring like a championship mentality. Yep. And I learned that early on. Like one of my my high school team was, was one of the best. That. We were one of the best teams in the state. Mm-hmm. Like three out of my four years in high school, like pounding people, <laughs> you know, like bunch of dogs. So I think I learned how to win early and then when I started coaching at Greensboro I learned how to win as a coach you know mm-hmm. yes there's a so, huge difference, difference between different. winning as a player Absolutely. and winning as a coach yeah so you know it's building those relationships and just you know really learning what it takes and what it looks like what it feels like mm-hmm. to to be able to win and like you said like 
I'm such a, a like a doer. Like if there's something I want to do, like I want to do it like right now. Yeah. Like it's not like something I'm trying to wait or if I want to go somewhere, I'm trying to go like right <laughs> yeah. now. Like I'm trying to take yeah. a trip. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't understand how people like want want to do something or have goals and aspirations and they just never yeah. like what are you doing to do it? Like <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. if, no, if you fail, you fail, but don't be afraid of that. Don't let that stop you like just go after whatever you want, like right now, because why not? Yeah. You know, what are you waiting for? What are you going to lose? Right. You know, I'll be <laughs> yeah. honest. I was the opposite most of my life. Yeah. I was an overthinker. You know, I was a planner, to, uh, sometimes to a fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, until Kobe passed in the pandemic, which is right next to each other, I realized like Kobe lived his life to the, to, you know, the fullest extent. Yeah. Like I read his book Mama Mentality, and man, this dude—he um, passed too. He passed way too early, in yeah. my opinion. But he left everything out on the field mm-hmm. and on the court. Um, and then with with the pandemic, it was like, yo, a lot of these dreams and goals that like I had thought about, like they they could be taken away now. Right away. Right. Yeah. So I I I can res- I really respect the way you operate because, um, you know, a lot of people. Are like me naturally, mm-hmm. and they're 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 more careful, right? You're you're like not that you're not careful, but you're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. all right, well, yeah. this is the right decision. Let's move forward. Yeah. I've never heard of someone leaving a head coaching job <laughs> in the middle of a season after winning a after winning a national championship to yeah, just to just man. do something completely different. And I've yeah. never I've never heard of that. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna ask you, like, you I know, mean, the what, closest thing I can think of is freaking Jordan retiring. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> You and Jordan are on this. You guys are. You and Jordan. But um, I was going to ask, was part of your decision uh, to leave, it sounds crazy, but was it to be an example to your players because you had preached, mm-hmm. you know, go after your, your, your dreams and opportunities? Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, what I had preached so much to them, you know, I was now faced with that opportunity. So I feel like I had to do it. Like, Because mm-hmm. I, I think with me, it's more about, like, fearing that regret or looking back like yeah. what would have happened yeah. if I would have did it? versus knowing like even yeah. if I did it and it was terrible yeah. at least I know yeah. you know yeah. I know what happened so that's really what I what I did and that's what we we built it on we built it on like you know our culture on you know chasing like we were we wanted to win a national championship that's what we wanted we talked about it all the time and what it took to get there and um you know putting those things in into um to play to be better every day so um that's what i did with myself and really i think building that culture there it helped me as well you know because yeah. you know i'm a part of it yeah i'm a part of that culture yeah. what i'm telling them i need to be doing it too yeah and that was something that we we did together like i'm not just telling y'all this like i'm gonna do it too like we're all in this together so yeah i mean to and i think that's why they understood it when Lock i locked in <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. exactly I mean, that's, so it that's was the message, man. Yeah, it really was. So I think that's why I was comfortable leaving. Like it was hard. Like it's not like I just yeah. I just like okay, I'm out. Like yeah. it, it was hard. I thought about it for weeks, and you know, I talked to a bunch of people. But ultimately, decisions on me. And so I just I just left and see what happened. You know. God bless you. Nope. Yeah, man. So how would you describe your leadership style? Because um, someone who's used to winning, like you, you're used to winning, you may have people who aren't used to winning at that level. Um, that you have to kind of, you know, bring them to your level, right, yeah. or, or to your standards. So, how would you describe like your leadership style as a person? Yeah, I mean, I always think I'm I'm kind of like the 
the cool coach. Like I'm laid back mm-hmm. and I kind of lead by example. Like I'm not, I think that, that happened in working in D3. Like, yeah, I'm a coach, but I might have to do this laundry right now. Yeah, or, yes. you know what I'm saying? Or yes. I might need to sweep this floor. Even yes. though I'm the coach, I yeah. might have to do managerial duty. Even yes. though I was a head coach, I w- it wasn't beneath me if I needed to do laundry. Or, yeah. like, I wasn't one of those type of people. You know, I've always been, like, a worker. Like, my parents, that's how they raised me, to be mm-hmm. a worker. Um, so sure. I think that, that really worked into my leadership style, um, to just lead by example and not be afraid to to do what you're asking people to do at the same time and to get your hands dirty if you need to. Yeah, I mean, the humility, mm-hmm. like, to me, that's that's what you really, you know, showcase. And, you know, as a coach, man, I know for me, if I want to play for, for someone, like you said, like, I want to play for someone that is, is going to, I'm going to go to war with every, every night. Um, but at the same time, like, he's a real person too, or she's a real person too. Um, and, by you saying like you're doing the laundry and you know uh sweeping and hanging up jerseys like going back to the last chance you that's mm-hmm. that's what the coach is doing. Yeah. doing i mean that's yeah. what you will that's, do yeah exactly I mean, you you're a fool if you think you're gonna coach at a small school right and not have to do anything that's <laughs> but, different yeah it's real different Absolutely. it is yeah my <laughs> me and him joke about it all the time like my assistant basketball coach was the head cross country coach. <laughs> Never ran cross country in his life. Um, <laughs> the assistant women's basketball coach was the head golf coach. Yep. So they couldn't afford to to pay all these different head coaches. Yeah, so it's like if you, you want to be an assistant here, you yeah. gotta be a head here. My later days at Greensboro, I was like the assistant manager at the rec center. Yep. Like <laughs> you gotta yeah. do what you gotta yeah. do. Yeah, I even got a little like. Uh, cottage or like room oh they had these weird like rooms yeah, 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 <laughs> i mean yeah. i use it strictly for naps i ain't right. stay there <laughs> right, 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 right. but it was convenient to have <laughs> yeah man at that level you have to really you have to really love it mm-hmm. like you have to really love it like as a player as a coach because it's not glamorous at all no nah. it isn't not, it's not really about bit. the love of the of the sport mm-hmm. and that's why i respect the three players so much like you know, because, I mean, you could go to a bigger school party and, you know, have your fun, but, like, you're you're doing it for the love of the game. Mm-hmm. And that's strictly it. Yeah. And playing in a team environment. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, that's what, that's what it's about. That's why you see a lot of D3 head coaches, you know, move up the ranks mm-hmm. and become successful at the highest level. Yeah. Right? Because they truly love, you know, what they do. And they can't rely on talent alone right yeah you never you know have to you study the game <laughs> yeah you have to you have to study the game um, yeah. one of the things i wanted to ask because you said like this is how i was raised um can you talk about like your family's influence on you or even you know maybe you know black folks we got people who aren't blood, blood <laughs> yeah, family yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my cousin right, right. that's your real cousin <laughs> or is that your fake cousin yeah oh yeah we yeah. got plenty of those yeah yeah so talk about your family's influence and how they've kind of helped you be the person who you are today. Yeah, they've been big, man. Like, my sister, watching her play sports growing up, I was always at a game of hers. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got into sports and playing. And my parents were always very, like, supportive. So whatever I wanted to do, they found a way so I could do it. And, like, they encouraged me to do it. And, like, 
they've always been there. Like when in college, I think they came to like almost all my games. Wow. But like mm. three or four. And it's college, so we're playing all over the place. Yeah. And they still like make it. And then even growing up, there were times I had like three different practices after school, like three different sports. <laughs> and they would just take me to all of them. And you know, now as an adult, when I get off of work, I'm trying <laughs> to go done, home. Yeah. I ain't trying to do nothing. As soon as your yeah. butt touches So it, now it's I understand, like, they were taking me all over the place. It's crazy. So I would, you know, and just that what they did, it was, but it built like a work ethic and like, I think the, you know, that, that really, that heart that it took to do all these things and the encouragement. So I never felt like I couldn't do anything because yeah. they always allowed me to do things, except wow. for play football. They didn't let me do that. But <laughs> Did you try to play? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the coaches asked me, they wanted me to play, but they, they shut that down. But everything else, <laughs> they were always there encouraging, like, let me know I can do it. So, and even if it was something crazy I wanted to try, they would let me try it. Mm -hmm. So... I developed that, and then I always, I always had something in me to be like good. Like I always wanted to be really good. So growing up, I would always want to like win trophies, but I ain't care about the trophies. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, just yeah. wouldn't signify, you right, know. Right. So I have all these trophies. I don't even care about it. Even in college, yeah. I would win awards. And like I would just throw them in my car. Like, <laughs> so I have, I have plaques. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's funny you say that because Steve Kerr said that when he wins, when he won the championships. It was more of a relief than like an excitement. So was yeah. it more for you? Was it more like, all right, I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Goal and I'll, and I'll versus like, all right, I needed this trophy. Yeah, I think for me, which is weird, and I always tried to like balance, but I couldn't do it. Like after I won a championship, like two, three days later, maybe the next day, I'm just on to the next thing. Like it's like, okay, that happened. It was great. Mm -hmm. Like how do I do it again? Or that's how, how it should be? Yeah, but like that's how that's always how I've been. It's always about the next thing. And sometimes I was like, should I be enjoying this more? <laughs> or you know, like we won our national championship. Um, you know, at Johnson Wells. Like I was on the bus ride home. <laughs> I'm thinking about how Probably we watching film. Yeah, yeah, like how, in, exactly. Yeah. He's like, coming through yeah. next year. Like it was great. That's how you but know now you it's locked over. In, that's how you know you. <laughs> how can we in. do it again? That's what it's all about for me. Is how yeah. how can you do it again? How can you be better? So. Yeah, it's tough when you're in like you're in the heat of heat of the moment, because like you said, like you know you're you're you have that what's next mentality. Um, but I think you know as you get older and um, you know you can look back on it. That's when you're like, man, like yeah, I had a crazy ride. Definitely yeah, the, you know, the, I had a crazy the reflection ride. gonna yeah, be crazy. Yeah, man, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we live in a society today where people. They, they want to post accomplishments that that they didn't even actually <laughs> achieve on social media and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's more about the the recognition and look at me than it is like the process that it took. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you. But that, that's better. how you generate the kind of people. So many people we have now because they only see people's accomplishments. The they don't see what it took to get there nope. or when they fail. Because people don't post your failures on Instagram. Nah, nah, you know? Nah. <laughs> you only Nico, post Nico over there. <laughs> we, we, we've had this debate plenty of times on yeah. like social media. <laughs> um, yeah, we're not going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you look at my Instagram, it's like, oh my God, like, <laughs> she's doing all of this. Right, right. She, nothing ever goes bad, right. you know? But they don't see the all the hours that you put exactly, in. Exactly, yeah. You know, the stress. Yeah. And that's the thing with sports, too. People only see the games. Yep. They don't see how much we work to prepare for the yeah. game. They just see them Sundays for three hours. That's and it. It's like, yeah. That's it. Uh, I was listening to a podcast. Uh, Cam Newton was on. He was just saying how, you know, I get judged off one day of the week. Yep. You know, 
fair or foul, that's just what it is. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't play football, but you know, I watched like NFL Network and, and you know some of the behind the scenes stuff, Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. It's like it takes preparation. Yeah, and I, the thing I yeah. love about football though. It yeah, it's very it, underrated in that. It's know, very underrated, but like the people who aren't gonna play, most likely, they're just as serious about the preparation to get yeah. the starters ready. Yeah, because they then, have to be. Yeah, yeah. It's. So, I mean, football is like it's. It feel like it's different than anything in that aspect. Mm-hmm. And obviously, with football, I mean, you can go from third string to starting real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the facts, physicality facts, of the game, quick. you know what I'm saying. Facts, so, but quick. it's it's so much that goes into every play call, everything that you do. And that's why it's so crazy to like sometimes listen to the talking heads. Like, <laughs> why do we work so hard? We could just chill on the couch and yeah. tell us what to do. Apparently, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But it's yeah, it's, the, it's the skips and the shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, that's a great segue. I was yeah. actually gonna ask you because they're talking about you know the team the other day talking about you know quarterback situation mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm just like, man, y'all have no idea. <laughs> nah, they don't. They don't. Um, but you talked about how your family basically prepared you to be able to pursue anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's been some people who have been like, you can't do that, or why Why are you even going to try that? So how have you handled some of the doubters and naysayers? These haters on my body, shake them out. Yeah, the crazy thing is, like, I don't even, I don't give them attention. Like, it doesn't matter to you me. Can't. Like, like, a long, this is this is like a random story, but like my first year, maybe the second year with the Panthers in training camp, we had like Dale Earnhardt Jr. come and mm-hmm. speak with like Lindsey Zarniak. They're talking, and he starts talking about like social media essentially and not giving people attention. Um, and that's like I really, of course, at that time, it, no one was checking my social media like right. that. But now it's like I don't, really don't give me any attention. Why do I care what somebody's saying on Twitter like about me? Like they don't, it don't matter. So I really. I really don't really pay any attention like that. So I just, I know it's hard. Yeah. You be wanting, you want to say something if yeah. you see it. Yeah. But like, it's like, whatever. You're not, you're not on no KD type stuff. Yeah. No, like, you know, like so why would I give some person with like 20 followers <laughs> like a, a platform because they said something crazy? Yeah. Like, I don't even care. Like, it doesn't matter to me. As long as like the people in the building, yeah. I'm good with them. That's all that matters. Right. Like, I don't, it doesn't matter anything else. And I feel like throughout your life, you've broken some type of barrier, right? So, that that mindset didn't start like when you got this job with yeah. the Panthers and the Redskins. So mm-hmm. even going like way back, like I'm sure you've had people say, you know, why like why do you even want to play football? Like why yeah. are you interested in this? So yeah. like where did that resilience come from? Yeah, I mean, I think really like growing up, I was a huge Jordan fan, and like I was okay. literally like at eight, ten years old, like. I, mean, I didn't know it then, but looking back, I was like a little dog. Like, <laughs> like I did, all I wanted to do was destroy whoever I was yeah, playing. Nah. But I think it came because of him. Yeah, because yeah. his mentality, that's really like the mentality I had. Which is so funny with my parents because they're so nice. Yeah. And like, I'm like literally like a little savage. <laughs> like, I want to kill you. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. that's how I feel. Like, still to this day. Like, I, anything I watch, I'm competing in. I watch, the, I watch The Last Dance like every day. Yeah. Literally nah, like every day. Yeah. Like, we play in this little men's league. And uh-huh. like, we want to get hyped, which is doing The Last Dance. Yeah, yeah. Every, every Sunday, we play on Sundays. Yeah. Last, last Dance is on. Yeah. yeah. Y'all putting y'all's Kenny Lattimore? Yeah. 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 Don't <laughs> <laughs> but really like the scene the scene where um uh when they're playing t- Tony Kukoc mm-hmm. and Jordan and Pippen are like fighting over guarding him. Yeah. Like that's what we that's what that's what we do. Yeah. It's like yeah. yo 
they got this dude on the team. I'm guarding him. Nah, I got him. Nah, we I mean, take pride in like so taking yeah. the best player, or yeah. the dude that everyone cites. And this is yeah. immensely. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that's, that but that's how y'all it's are. Like, yeah. how, like in college, like I said, I was a scorer, but I wanted to check whoever their best guard yeah. was. I wanted them yeah. because I wanted to like. I was I was a dog. I wanted to shut You're not gonna win this matchup. Exactly. Yeah, like I took that matchups man. personally, you know, and that's just how I always was. And it was it's funny. It's really funny looking back. Yeah. But then I realized, like even my high school team, we had a team full of dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you look talking about Guilford. You look at my high school team. Like we got laughed at. Like mm-hmm. literally, we're the number one team in the state, and people are like, oh, that's them. Like laughing, and then we go out and like beat them by forty. Yeah. yeah. But. Like, it was our team. Like, literally, our coach had to, like, choke us out. (laughs) We would press you to death and run. And then he would take us out so we wouldn't score, like, 100 points. You know? But he had to take us out because if he left us on the floor, we had no off switch. Yeah. Cops called on. Yeah, but I feel like that's how you you have to be. And sometimes Mm -hmm. coaching, especially when I was coaching girls in college, that was hard for me. I was going to say. Being yeah, like that. Because yeah. <laughs> everybody's not, so yeah. not like that. Yeah. yeah. The balance of it and yeah. like understanding, oh, I can't talk to them yeah. the way I can talk to so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and and they don't have that same fight. All of them don't have that. And they don't. They yeah. don't. I mean, they're good players. Hard, they want to play basketball. That's but they hard. don't have, yeah. it's not like it's, everything to them. It's you something know? we deal with. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> it's the like, time, like yeah. playing, playing pickup. And we're not the type that like, you know, we think it's the NBA Finals, but we hate to lose, number Absolutely. one. And and yeah. because because we approach the game a certain way, and I know you can relate, when people don't play hard, when people, you know, give up on plays or get attitudes, um, or just sometimes it's just that they just don't know, and it's like, yeah. I expect you to know how to do this. But it's yeah. tough. So how do you, how do you communicate hard. with people who may not be on the same ambition level or skill level as you... Um, you know, how did you learn how to do that? Because I feel mm-hmm. like it's something that, that a lot of leaders who especially have been successful, they may struggle with because it's like, yo, well, you can't shoot a fadeaway. Like, <laughs> imagine Jordan coaching. Like, you can't yeah. shoot a fadeaway from, yeah. like, from yeah. the three-point line. So but, how, do you, how do you navigate that? Yeah, I mean, I think it was all about trying to, to will that into them when they stepped on the court. I knew it wasn't going to be all the time. <laughs> But to develop that sense of, and I think a lot of it is coaching, it comes as like effort, mm-hmm. you know, that energy that they can bring. And I think what we did at Johnson & Wells, similar to what happened at Greensboro, once they start buying into that stuff, you start winning. And once they start seeing the success, they want to do more because yeah. you're winning and you're doing better and better. So that's that's how it was. That's what I always try to instill in them. And like... Like I said, I mean, I grew up playing grown men from the time I was a child. Yeah, so I just yeah. have, it's different, you know? And then I remember when I was like 16, I played in a summer league and like Nikki Teasley and like, there's like legit like ACC <laughs> players. Bomb, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm 16. But yeah. in my mind, I'm like, I'm about to go back. I'm about to go compete. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her to death. She's my best player. But I'm about to go out here and compete. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that's just the mentality. But yeah. when you can, can share that with like players, I think they start to see that. And then early mm-hmm. on, at Johnson and Wells, we had a kid. She was unbelievable, athletic, could do everything. And like our national championship season, our first like team workout, I kicked her out because she wasn't she wasn't living up to the standard that we had set. And I think that really set the tone mm-hmm. for the whole season. Like if she can get kicked out of the first mm-hmm. workout, oh man, what's gonna happen to me? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and they, she the and they child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's four time All American. Yeah, and they responded to that though. And they, I think once you saw that, 
it, it helped everything. I think mm-hmm. that changed early on. It changed everything. Yeah. You know, and I had to set the tone. Yeah. You know, it was a coach move, but yeah. I had to set the tone that she wasn't living up to what we needed her to. You yeah. Know? Now, we touched on this a couple episodes, like, you know, for us, I don't know if you ever battled through, like, injuries, mm-hmm. but, like, when the game is taken away from you, like, that does something to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you do see people that are slacking or they're not approaching it the right way, like, I'm taking that personal. Yeah. Because I love this game so much and I would literally kill to be out there. Mm-hmm. And when I see you guys doing this and doing that, it's like, yo, like you're disres- it's like you're disrespecting me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, disrespecting the game, disrespecting that, Don't force me, though. People, a lot of people don't realize it until it's taken away. Yeah. Until it's over. Exactly. Or they graduate and they look back like, oh, that was man. the best time of my life. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Nah, it's, yeah. I, I, I was tearing up, man. I tore my ACL my sophomore year. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm watching practice. And I'm just like, dog, like, like I would kill to be out there. Yeah, and I, I, I like to, like, leave. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, when, when you put... When you put so much into it, you know, like like Jordan in the Last Dance, you know, he he talked about it, like, like y'all don't know the sacrifices that I've made, and for y'all to just come in and think like it's about to be sweet, nah, yeah, like I've been <laughs> right. getting I've been getting killed by Isaiah and the Pistons, and Bird and the Celtics for years, mm-hmm. so you know I, I earned my stripes, you know what I'm saying, so. Yeah, man. I mean, we we can get into yeah, we can talk about all day. <laughs> Talk about that all day. Um, so, you moved here in a pandemic, right? Right before. Right before. Yeah. So, um, I think this is something that everyone can relate to. No, I think you don't have any fan. Well, you said you've been up here uh, in the past because you had a family. But do you have family here currently, or is it just you out here? Yeah, I have some like out in Maryland. Okay. Um, but I mean, I haven't really been able to see them. Right. So. Fact. Yeah. I was going to ask you just personally, like, how have you been navigating? pandemic keeping your mind right and, and just making sure that you're staying positive and productive yeah i mean i got here like two weeks <laughs> before everything yeah, like remember. shut down because yeah, so. yeah because i saw you in, yeah. you know, in the office yeah. and like a week later we back at the crib exactly so i went back to north carolina for a while just hung out with my, at my sister's house um just to be around people <laughs> you know and then I, I was split time between here and there and then i started getting into like podcast like self-development mm-hmm. because you know how can i be better do yeah. this like you know, as a that coach in mind like i can either like do nothing <laughs> or i can like be better so i started yeah. like all types of investment podcasts and like just yeah. stuff yeah. like that so i feel like i came out better better yeah, than man. i was because you have a, you have a choice <laughs> you have a choice <laughs> do you want to come out better or not this was, and this was a perfect <laughs> opportunity to do so. exactly you have time you know and I really started just like learning more about investing and just stuff in general that I didn't know about and like financial moves and yep. stuff like that. So I feel like I know so much more now. I'm so much better than I was. And like, obviously it was a terrible year because of, you know, all the, the people that were affected by it. But like, it was a good year for me personally, just because of all the things I learned, the accomplishments mm-hmm. I had. So, I mean, I'm it sucks, obviously, but I'm thankful for the growth I had. Man. Mm-hmm. The, we, that's literally what we talk about. Yeah. Like, this has been, for our family personally, mm-hmm. it's been probably, you know, the the most fruitful year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, and it's Absolutely. not even close. Yeah. You know, we've we started this podcast. Um, you know, we're at our four, four, 40 plus the bonus episode. Yeah. Um, you know, we started our business, The Goods. 
Walt won a, a state championship. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We, our, our dad started his podcast. Right. We closed on a new church building. <laughs> Somebody's you know, always Maria got yeah. <laughs> Maria got accepted into Duke for physical therapy. Right. Yeah. You know, my older brother, Brandon, started his basketball uh, shooting uh, uh, brand, B-Ball Sniper. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this isn't a pack. <laughs> all of ourselves on the back yeah but it's like you said like you said it's a choice yeah and, and someone's always like that's the thing like literally somebody's always winning no matter how bad something is mm-hmm. somebody's either profiting from it yeah or, or doing something or, or so, they're losing money yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> or, so you want to figure out how to be on that that winning side yeah you know sink or swim man yeah so how did you take that bulldog mentality of you know i'm gonna do whatever it takes to win into into this business um because we probably should have said it. Um, and if I mess this up, forgive me. But first African-American woman to coach in the NFL. Or was it the first woman to coach in the NFL? Which first uh, black female, like full-time. Okay. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and me and Austin, you know, we didn't want to make this whole podcast about Thank that. Right? Everybody, Everybody talked knows. about it a million times. We wanted more to just get to know your, your journey and, and your perspective and mindset. But, um, I mean, you're in a... Uh, an arena where it's like one women don't play football typically and they rarely coach so how, how have you used that to kind of you know uh, push through some of the, the barriers and, and some of the things that you know may discourage people like you mm-hmm. to, to t- kind of stay and, and succeed in this industry yeah it went back to, to that, that hidden figures reference I made like literally I had to have that mindset that to be so good that they couldn't deny me you know what I'm saying so I, I studied, like, it took a lot of sacrifice. It took a lot of, like, not wanting to go out in Charlotte, but nah, I'm going to stay in and, yeah. and study this yep. stuff. <laughs> you know, like, it took a lot of that. And that's the behind-the-scenes stuff, like we mm-hmm. talked about. So um, I think, you know, obviously building a connection with Coach Rivera, but I think it's so important that when you get an opportunity, what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. So, and I think it helped that I was a head coach when I went over there because I knew what I wanted for my assistants. Like, how can I help? And that was always... It's not about having a seat at the table, but what you bring into it. And that's what I wow. wanted to do. And that's, that's something that we talked about all the time. Like, when I came over there, you know, what impressed him was I was trying to, like, make people better and help people anywhere I could. It wasn't like I was just happy to be there. Like, I wanted to, when I left, I wanted people to be like, dang, who going to do this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? People would have missed you. Right. People yeah. don't miss you when you leave. Yeah. yeah. You didn't do the exactly. job right. So that, that's how I went over with that mentality. And then, you know... Once people know that you can help make them better or be more prepared, like, I haven't had any problems because I'm a female. Like, I build relationships, that's first of all. You know, I build, they know that I care about them more than football. Like, people. I know I know their family. I know have, I have an idea who their names are or what they have going on as far as business or anything. Yeah. And we can talk about that and not even talk about football. But then when you start getting into coaching, it helps because you have that relationship with them that they'll they'll play for you, they'll trust you and what you're saying. And then once you can help them get better or they see something that you talked about, help them make a play or help them get better, like they could care less who you are. Mm-hmm. All they care about is how can you help me stay in this league? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or how yeah, can you help me get fact. my next contract? If you're qualified, yeah. they'll respect you. Right. Yeah. And, and that's it. And like, you know, I had an opportunity to work with Christian McCaffrey in Carolina in this offense. So I, the things that me and him talked about or that I learned from him brought it here you know jd had 80 catches last year Jeez, you know <laughs> second in the nfl so it's just how can i be valuable and that, that's what it's all about for me yeah no that that relationship um you know point is huge because i mean 
these dudes are making a lot more money than a lot of people. Right. So they don't have to respect yeah. you at a, at a certain, yeah. you know, point. Um, but that's where I, just from being in the building and seeing, you know, the, the culture change, mm -hmm. like, I can tell, again, I think I've said this, I've shared this story before. When, when Rivera first uh, approached the organization, like, on the business side, too, he literally... They took they took down the door like to, that leads into the coach's office. Like <laughs> took it down, and was like, "Yo, like open door policy. Mm -hmm. Like anyone could come in." And the fact that he's doing that, yeah. like when he first gets into the building, that's when I knew I'm like, "Yeah, we we we're gonna be all right." Yeah. And seeing, you know, the all the roster changes and just looking at the the the, the climate of the NFC East and. You know, I said this. I was like, I was like, we're gonna win the division. He said it. I called <laughs> yeah, it. He said it. I called it. I hope you get that feeling again. Man. Right. Nah, nah. I mean, again, with with Rivera and what he's brought, you know, in the building, you know, with yourself and and others, like, eventually, man, that that's gonna that's gonna catch up to to everyone. Mm -hmm. And you know, we say it all the time, like, good karma, bad karma, you cannot run it. Um, and you know. I, I believe in my heart, man, a, a Super Bowl is coming soon. It is. Like, I can <laughs> I can wholeheartedly uh, stand yeah, on that. With your resume, nah, nah, definitely. Right. <laughs> yeah. think, it, think it's going to happen. It's contagious, yeah. man. Yeah, I leave, uh, I have, like, all my rings in this big case. But I, I got one open in the middle. Yes, sir. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I leave it open. Yeah. 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 They're going to feel that That's one. definitely yeah. the one. That's <laughs> Hopefully I get one, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I only had a, a few more questions mm -hmm. um, that we can wrap up. So culture is everything in any organization. I mean, we're building a culture here with our own clock-in team, right? Um, so this will help us out. What would you say are some of like the, the top, let's just say top three aspects in your opinion of a winning culture? Yeah, oh man, that, that's a really good question. Top three, I would go um, definitely communication. Mm -hmm. You know, communicating with each other as well as communicating the expectations of the culture. Make sure they're clear. Um, I think there has to be a, somewhat of a partnership, and that's something that I did. Of course, I have my idea of culture, but also I want aspect like the player aspect. What do yeah. they want? Mm -hmm. You know, like I can't just impose my will. Yeah. And like, like when I was at, at Johnson and Wells, they wanted like music and practice. I was like, I can do that. Yeah. Like, sure. Like warm up the first like thirty minutes of practice, we had music. Mm -hmm. That's what they wanted. So I think it was a partnership, a give and take. So that communication, being willing to, to work with each other. And then at the end of the day, it's the standard. You know, like yeah. the culture is the culture. Um, if this is our culture, what are you willing to accept? What will you not accept? And I learned that when I got to the NFL. Like, mm -hmm. I knew culture. I mean, like standards. But when I got to the NFL, you yeah. learn a different standard. Yeah. Like my second day with Carolina, I remember this receiver got cussed out. Cause he was at like five yards. He was supposed to be at like six. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? But so you think that's yeah, standard? Yeah, like, but that's that's it. And like, what are you willing to accept? What we not accept? And that's that's that culture that you have. And everyone's on the same page with that type of culture. I think this when special things happen. Yeah, no, nah, that's big. I can <laughs> I can attest to that. Cause, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I played in college, mm -hmm. you know, um, I came from the Davidson system because my coach recruited Steph Curry mm -hmm. when he was at Davidson. And I remember one time, you know, we used to shoot nail, nail pull-up jumpers, and I was like two inches like <laughs> from the from the like uh, in front of the nail and got cussed out. Yeah. And it's like you need to you need to be on the nail, and I'm like, 
literally like two inches. Yeah. But there's details. Right. Detail. And when you understand that, yeah. that's when it moves to the next level. When, yeah. you, when yeah. you're not even thinking, like, why would you say that? But it's like, <laughs> you're right. You're right. That's what I need. And, to that stuff, <laughs> and that stuff carries over to what I'm doing now on the business side. Mm -hmm. Like, the job that I'm in, it's required. You have to be super detail oriented. Um, and, you know, looking back on the, on those those lessons and me getting cussed out, like, <laughs> it matters, man. Yeah. It really yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> They say in football, especially, but I think in life, like game it's a inches, game of inches. Game inches. Literally, yeah. literally. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, yeah. I you know with, you. I grew up a Titans fan, so I know. Oh yeah, <laughs> true. I, I know. I'm a Jags fan, so uh, yeah. it's you a don't game. Know it's yet, a game. It might come. It, 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 it's, it's a game for the Jags. It's, it's a game of meters, kilometers. <laughs> you don't know yet. It might come. Though. It's a game. It's of, on the way. Hey, long, come, on, come on, Trev. Let's get it, yeah. Trevy yeah. Trev. Yeah. No, I think I really think that. Jacksonville's on the verge of being good, though. Like, we, well, if they you make go really there, good moves. if you go there, we gonna. <laughs> <laughs> we need, we need to. I'm gonna have to make some send an email. All right, I, like you sent that email to to old girl. Yeah. Um, but uh, last last couple of things. So outside of like like just the acc accolades, right? Which I know you don't really care to talk about. Like, what do you want people to know about you? You know, because everyone looks at you and and sees all these things, but it's like. What would you want people to know about Jennifer King? Yeah, I mean, it's I laugh, but I think I'm just like super normal. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we I'm, can attest to that. Yeah, it's like like this is me yeah. all the time. Like, like honestly, not. when I seen your name on the bottom screen, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy. If you yeah. weren't if you weren't normal and you were all you know bougie uppity, we wouldn't have invited you. Yeah, no, we sure. didn't, we didn't invite you because right. of that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like. She's cool. People are going to yeah. vibe. She has a lot of great perspectives. Yeah. Like, like, I just don't take myself too seriously. Like, I can laugh at myself all the time. I laugh at other things. So like, it's man. just, I'm just taking it all, like, in stride, just doing my best. Like, I'm locked in to be the best assistant running back coach I can be. Like, yeah. I'm not looking forward. I'm just trying to lock in every single day to help our group be the best group in the, in the league. You know, and it's, that's it. Like, I don't, I don't try to do anything else. I don't do it for like all this attention. Like it's it's come because of the magnitude, but like it hasn't changed me. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm still the same just person. You know, bit. trying to do a great job. Yeah, man. That's like I said. We we can attest to that because we've been interacting with you, you know, up close mm -hmm. for years now. Um, <clears throat> so you know, this this fame and and all that stuff. I knew it wasn't gonna affect you. Just given you know your character and how mm -hmm. you were raised, and um, you know it's so important, man. Because at the end of the day, like that stuff doesn't matter. The recognition, you know, the awards, the right. accolades. Like, it's all about who you are, man. Who like, you are, like who literally. You like, <laughs> when when my phone was blowing up when the hire got leaked, mm -hmm. like. I'm in my floor in my apartment. How did it get leaked? How does that work, first of all? I don't know. First of all, if someone is, leak, if someone is leaking information about you, yeah. you're, 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 you're there. Yeah. No. You know what I'm saying? You're there. Someone's like, leaking stuff. And this was the internship. Like, I'm literally moving up here. The internship um, got yeah, leaked? the internship got leaked. So I'm on my way here. And I'm around, like, Fredericksburg. My phone starts going crazy. So I'm like, <laughs> I, like, pull over. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Well, I guess it's out. Yeah. So, like... 
all this stuff is happening and like my phone's still going crazy that night and I'm literally in my empty apartment trying to set up my Wi-Fi. Because <laughs> I'm like too cheap to rent the router. Yeah, so I yeah, bought yeah, it and yeah, I'm trying yeah. to figure out how to set it up. Like that's what, that's what yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Why my phone's <laughs> <laughs> so, Why you looking at ESPN headlines? Right. Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go get food that night and like I'm, a a, I'm waiting and like my, my name goes across the bottom. It's like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. But it was like... That, yeah. that should be a commercial. Like, that should literally be a commercial. No. For real, man. That should be a commercial. But one of the things that I wanted to like just end with when it comes to Jennifer, like always smiling. Always, always smiling. Always. You know, I'm sure you get mad at at certain things, but always smiling. It's contagious. And um you know, it's a pleasure to know you as 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 a person, you know. Um I learned a lot just in this last hour and some change. I know a lot of people will, so um last thing, any people you want to shout out? Um, oh man, you know, <laughs> you got the main out. camera right here. <laughs> the main joint. Let me shout out, um, man. Just everybody helped me along the way. It's been so many people helped me get to where I am. Like you don't, be, you can't accomplish things without help. So from like direct lead coaches to mm. my family to my parents, like my teammates that I had that made me better. Um, just everybody, I appreciate their support like so much for what they've done for me. So, um, and shout out to the Washington football team. Yes, you know? sir. Round of we applause. Out here. <laughs> yes, sir, man. Round of applause yeah. to all those people. And uh, look, it's been a pleasure. Um, episode 40.2, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> extra, extra minutes. Extra man. minutes. Extra yeah. minutes. Extra minutes with Jennifer King. Um, that sounds like uh, NBA inside stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> not for real. Segment, man. But, uh, yeah, for real. Appreciate, appreciate no doubt, it. Appreciate it. Absolutely. R.I.P. to, uh, to Terrence Clark, man. Um, wanted to, to shout him out, man. Another, you know, young, talented individual like that. Too soon. Um, a lot going on in the world, but never forget, man. Unity's still greater than division, Facts, and uh, that'll never stop. So appreciate y'all, man. And uh, we're gonna clock out for about a month, maybe a little bit longer. We'll see. But uh, y'all continue to clock in, though. Yes, sir. Movement doesn't end. Let's get it. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. Yes, sir, man. That was big. I'm on it too. I'm in the gym. I'm in the stew. It's hunting season. Where's the food? We push each other daily. Level up. Cause that's what brothers do. Clock in.